Hi, this is For the Girls Podcast Rerun Time. I'm Nick Westbrook. I'm Jason Black. And yeah, we're bringing, um, well, this one isn't that old. This one isn't that old. No, this is from actually from season two. Yeah. One of our favorite ones. It's one of our favorite, one of our favorite DV You Should Know episodes back from earlier in 2020 covering Miss Nancy Wilson, known as Miss Fancy Nancy Wilson. So this is like the beginning of lockdown, kind of. It was. It was kind of the beginning of lockdown. And um, Nancy Wilson is a diva not everybody knows, but I genuinely have come to believe she is one of the greatest singers ever, ever to live in popular music. Or you think you kind of know her, but you don't know her enough. You know, like you really, yeah. you really need to get. I remember um, at the beginning of lockdown because I couldn't go to my, I couldn't get my thrift on. I would go to Facebook Marketplace and I would like buy like a roll of tape and drive forty five minutes just to get it. And so I would be <laughs> playing my Nancy Wilson on these very long drives, and I would, <laughs> the world was feeling crazy, and I was just feeling crazy with her takes. Her takes are so interesting, so fascinating. Nick, you do such yeah. a beautiful job presenting her. This was one of so Nick and I switch off to as you should know, and Nick brought this one and. I just remember how crazy I felt listening to what is it? Don't rain on my parade. Um, oh yeah, it's just so. You thought it was going double time. I thought it was going double time. I thought she cut out half the verses. I was, I was just. It was so fabulous. She does make it all new, and uh, we're going to be back with new episodes in March. But until then, if you're missing us and you've heard all these reruns and you've heard all the episodes before and you know everything there is to know about divas, you can find us over on Patreon, patreon.com front slash for the girls podcast. Bye babies. Enjoy. No, wait, wait. What can they get on Patreon? Mm, Everything. They can get everything on Patreon. We do. We talk about cookbooks. We do astrology yes. readings. We yes. uh, we actually give live acupuncture across the internet <laughs> to each other. If you don't understand how that works, come to the Patreon and listen. We don't do we any of those. Just, we don't do any of we those. We cover lesser known diva properties like uh, Julia Roberts' Larry Crown, Angela Lansbury's Exercise Video Positive Moves, and... Uh, the musical The Bodyguard starring Heather Headley. So for $7 a month, you can support this podcast and get additional episodes that come out every Thursday. On Patreon. Thanks, babes. Enjoy this episode on Nancy Wilson. to keep this as the intro hi hi hi. this for the girls podcast i am yes i am i am nick westray (laughs) and yep i'm jason black uh we are coming at you with a podcast about just queer people and their love of divas yes we do you like saying your name do i I don't know why when i when i have to say i'm jason black you know i'm like i'm jason black um, I yeah, like I don't know. I just guess it's just one of those things that we had to figure out early on. Like we have to say our names because that's the, you get a podcast rule book when you start one and you have to do that. I just realized today I feel like get a little clench. Although people do say that my name is like a Hollywood name. I've heard that. Jason forever. Black is amazing. Thank you. I know. I just wish, I just wish I had just a touch more pizzazz. Um, <laughs> yes, this is a podcast, um, for divas. This is a for pod- lady performers. For lady performers, this is a podcast for um, people who hate fame. This is a podcast for school teachers. This is a podcast for an essential worker. 
Yes, this is a podcast for rainy days. This is a podcast for being wasted in San Francisco. This is a podcast for under-recognized giants of the music industry. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm done. Are you? I'm done. Um, (laughs) Um, No, but uh, mainly this is a podcast. That's an absolute truth. Yes. Right there. Yes, it really is. It really is. And and the film industry. We do also cover film stars who are unrecognized giants of the film industry and television. Television stars. We just did a television star. We did just do a television star. Oh, I want to thank Max. And we're going to... So on that episode last week, we said that this week would be the comeback season two, but we lied and we tricked you. And it's actually going to be next week. So yes, we tricked you. You have an Boo. extra week to rewatch season two of the comeback. But thank you, Max Jenkins, for doing two episodes. You're a fucking legend. I was thinking about how um, we've done two episodes of fictional divas, essentially. Yeah. Wait, what's like the other one? Like Rachel getting married. Oh yeah, that Kim was a diva. Kim was yeah. I mean, we literally KYM'd it. Um, and I've been so KYMing just... it a lot lately. <laughs> I can see you with those frosty tips are stunning. Ooh. He only frosted his sideburns <laughs> and kind of around the bottom That's part of his true. hair. So it's just a it's a different thing. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. I love that we've had two people come in and be like my spirit animal or like thi- uh, like well, my fire of, walk with me. Because like, but kind people. of more than that. Because um, mm-hmm. Devon's was Beth, Beth Army, Little Wayne, <laughs> Beth Marge, unrecon- under recognized literature giant. Yeah, and 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 psychopathic killer of families. Mm-hmm. Children, non-social distancer, Beth Mark. No, no, Beth. <laughs> Beth straight up br- just took a, w- a whiff of that sick infant's. <laughs> she was oh my like, god! She was like, sure, that's such a good shirt idea. Original non-social distancer, Beth March. <laughs> Beth March, American f- America first. Let's turn Beth March into, into a MAGA like, a goddess. Protester. She's yeah. a MAGA goddess. Beth She's March is like tied fuck. herself to Gretchen Whitmer's like wow. Ford Escape. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that feels good. Oh, I love that. Oh. That feels good. Speaking of, are you still locked out of Cabot Cove? Yes, I am. Yes, paradise, paradise. Maybe I should get a bike. Maybe that's my next thing, like a like an old basket bike, so that I like it takes me five minutes to go up a hill. It's the only way to get back into our Narnia. So yeah, that's I'm going. Yeah, just right right into um, a coat closet. I also want you to do some like experimental social distance performance art piece where you're just like being Carol Baskin. But not dressed as her at all. But you're just riding a bike and talking like her. But you're just riding it around Highland Park. What if my social distancing um, performance art piece is that on a loop I listen to the dun 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 the intro <laughs> of for twenty four hours <laughs> just waving at people? <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe I have that on my bike, yeah. and I ride my bike for twenty four hours <laughs> waving at people, <laughs> waving at people. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you heard it here. Gonna first, have to get yeah. one of those selfie sticks, I guess, <laughs> to capture that because GoPro, <laughs> like GoPro, a reverse yeah. GoPro. Do you have any? Divas? How are you? Are you in paradise? Um, I'm not in paradise. I'm still locked out of Cabot Cove. Um, and have you done anything fun? Um, no, not to, really. Have you done anything fun in Purgatory? No, we're no. We, we've been taking uh, the weekdays, most of them, off drinking, which has been mm. nice. Oh, though you remember your whole theory about Georgia Hardstark quitting drinking—that is not true. Have you been listening? Oh, did she get? Back? Yeah, <laughs> she, she's on that train hard. 
I'm off that train. I'm fully off that train. You right are now. off that train. I'm enjoying my 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 four of the seven days off that train. Yeah, I you know yeah it's I a, feel like yeah. not introduce as if you can if you can not introduce certain things that maybe would make you feel dark. Don't yeah because <laughs> like, it's dark enough outside yeah. of Cabot Cove and then yeah yeah. Um, Cut, do you have any diva, do you have any diva news? Um, no, no, I really don't. I really don't. I don't know what I've been doing. Good. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I have been doing diva stuff because we're about ready to get into it. We're about kitty to get into it, kitty cats and kitty cubs. Um, this is our third ever of the series that you all know <laughs> that we know and love called Diva. You should know. This is our third. I was trying to think about that. I was like, "How many of? Didn't you? Weren't you kind of thinking that we've done? I was like, I've done two, but I was like, oh no, like no. The only other ones we did: Phoebe Snow. Yep. We did Judy Sill, and this week we are doing Diva. You should know Nancy Wilson. And this is Nick's Diva. You should know. So we kind of split them up. We kind of pick something that we want to bring both of ours. But Judy was definitely yours. Judy was mine, and and Nancy is definitely um, yours. Yeah, we both liked we both liked Phoebe's, but I feel like you had more of an affinity for her. That's true. I am for her music. Um, I love I love Phoebe, but like you really kind of brought like a lot of uh, great information. I was and I was just thinking about how you and I have. I think our, our, our I'm I'm finding that we both have different avenues for divas. You should know or divas that we want to bring to the light. Mm-hmm. Yours, I think, are more. Yours are kind of cabaret. Not cabaret, but like nightclub, jazz club, nightclub. Nightclub, like yes. I like to it's a, it They're to club the girls. Yes. They're like club proper uh, uh, singers. I'm taking and, you to Bleecker Street in like 1962. Yeah. Or, yes. 19, between 1962 and 1972. <laughs> yes. We're, we're there the, and we're smoking yes. like some Paul Malls, like it's no one's mm-hmm. business. And we're drinking like a, a Vesper or we're drinking like a Mai Tai. And I guess my my taste is like going to straight up, just like straight up that hell, Laura Canyon, Laura Can- Laurel Canyon, mm-hmm. la, la, la. You, you know, are I'm a lady down, of the canyon. I'm a lady of the canyon. Like, there's just something about those these long blonde hair, and it's funny because the next diva you should know, this is when I put I put it all together. My next diva you should know falls right into that category too. Who is it? I'm not. I'm saving it. You know, oh. we just love surprises. Our podcast. I don't. Is it's a surprise, surprise to me. I don't even know. I don't even know about this. I did tell you. No, I you did tell you. Should pop it in the schedule, girl, <laughs> so we can do it. I told you who it was, bitch. You just weren't listening. Okay, tell me, and I'll beep it out, and so it'll be a surprise. <laughs> I will. Okay, it's um. Remember- What's right. I really like- don't know her at all. No one does. No one does. But no one does. <laughs> but I love I that. That's actually really good. None of you will be able to guess who Jason's is. No, yeah. and But but it falls into that category mm-hmm. of, of my category. Yeah. And anyways, we are different. We have different. <laughs> we do. We do. But we always appreciate each other's divas, you should know. Um, I'm so excited about this girl. So I really didn't know anything about Nancy um, Wilson. I think if you would have said like, oh, Nancy Wilson, I'd been like, yeah, jazz. And that's really all I would say. Mm. I think because she doesn't have any any signatures that are, that maybe you would, I and maybe most people would be familiar with. Like she's definitely covered every single song in, in any songbook that you're ever going to get. The but, universe, yes. But you know, there's not like a song or a thing that's like, I feel like, intrinsically linked with her 
Well, there are, That's but like, they just aren't as famous until you get to know her. Right, right. But so and I, also, everyone should know, we're talking about Nancy Sue Wilson. There's another Nancy Wilson who's the lead singer of, of Heart. Heart. <laughs> Which, when you look Nancy Wilson up, unfortunately, it goes to a that lot Nancy that Wilson. Yeah. So that's the other thing, too. But this is Nancy Sue Wilson, who is um, really known, famous. She was kind of one of the first people to bridge the worlds of pop and jazz and R&B in the 1960s. She was also known as Sweet Nancy. She was known as The Baby, Miss Fancy Nancy, or The Girl with the Honey-Coated Voice, which is absolutely true, because I think she has one of the most amazing voices I've ever heard in my life. And I didn't know a lot about her until a few years ago, too. I really, this is like someone I'm like, yeah, this is a truly unsung American hero. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And we owe, um, we owe a lot of the information we got in this episode to the Detroit Black Journal, to Daryl Wood and the Detroit Black Journal, and of course to Wikipedia if you have any time. Just set up a little donation to Wikipedia. I donate like $5 a month if you can. I know that we're out of Cabot Cove and everyone's money is tight right now. But if it wasn't for Wikipedia, we wouldn't be able to give you all of this stuff. So, are we ready to go? Hit us. Great. Hit okay. Us. So, okay, this is my. Me. I'm going to start with the origins. I'm going to start origins. with the origins. Okay. Um, baby, baby born where? So I didn't know Nancy Wilson, which is crazy because Nancy Wilson has recorded seventy albums straight, straight up. So, like, what is that? Two years worth of like never repeating. Yes. An album, like, and she has three Grammys. So she's a really, really big fucking. She also has an Emmy. Um, But I had never heard of her, and I found, I discovered Nancy Wilson on the evening of November 6th, 2016. Why is... Everyone remember that date? That date? That's because it's my birthday. What? That's right. My birthday is the day that fucking Donald (laughs) Trump got elected to the presidency. Oh. So from the gates of hell swoops on the darkest day of the universe's life. This is a politics podcast. Um, I, it was so bad. We were at a party, you know, one of those watch parties for the thing with good friends and Billy had been away and I actually threw myself a little birthday party the day before, um, with a bunch of friends and like my friends got me Hillary Clinton cards and a Hillary Clinton wig and all this stuff. We were, we were, we were celebrating, like celebrating and Billy was away and he flew in the morning of election day. He had been away visiting his family in Ireland. So he flew back and for my birthday, he had found this great used record store in Belfast. And he came in with a stack of records, but they were wrapped. So I didn't know what it was. And so we went out to dinner at our friend's house where we were having the watch party And then, of course, it all ended terribly, and we came home to drink copious amounts of alcohol. And he gave me my presents, and I think there were some other presents, too. But the top album was an album from Nancy Wilson called Hollywood My Way. And on the cover, she's wearing this great gold dress. She's standing on the Walk of Fame outside this great old-fashioned car, and she's looking up. And she's so beautiful. And I was like, who is this? I don't know who this is. And the first track on that album is called This Will Be My Shining Hour. And I just fell in love. It has these little bongos that start and that quick beat that's like Judy's Come Rain or Come Shine. And it is just a fucking bop. And we just started dancing, pretending like the world did not exist. 
Hollywood Dreams, Hollywood Boulevard, what is Hollywood, that? Hollywood, my, Hollywood, Hollywood my, my Way. Oh, bitch, you know what my favorite? Okay, so we, we're like getting into loving album titles. The one that I found that I'm obsessed with hers is I've Never Been to Me. <laughs> mm hmm. Do you know that song, though? Yeah, that's a famous song. That right? famous song from, yeah, from Priscilla. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, anyways, I love it. She also, um, that same year in 1963, put in an album called Broadway My Way. And <laughs> a very Nancy Wilson thing, which is like, oh, you recorded a song and made it famous? I will also record it and sing it just as well, if not much better. This is we, this Miss Nancy is not a one album a year girl. Like sometimes, mm -hmm. like I think in 1966 she did three album, like straight up, just boom, boom. Yes. I mean, just. So let me tell you house. about her. Let me tell you about her. Nancy Sue Wilson was born. Also, this is funny. She her birthday is February 20th, which is the same day as Billy's. Billy's my boyfriend. If you haven't figured that out yet. So they're both iconic Pisces, but she was connect, born... Connect the dots, girl. Connect, 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 connect that conspiracy dots. Listen. <laughs> um, it was, but she was born in... 19... Do you know who else was born that day? <laughs> that day? Let me tell you. Um, 1937 in Chillicothe, Ohio. I hope I pronounced that right. People from Chillicothe, right in. Um, she's the first of six kids to Olden Wilson, who was an iron foundry worker, and Lillian Ryan, who was a maid. She grew up, her parents loved music. They were always listening to Nat King Cole and Dinah Washington. And she started singing like so many divas with her church choir. And she says that she knew by the age of four she wanted to be a singer. And that Dinah Washington was this huge inspiration to her because Dinah had this sense of humor or this uh, biting irony to her interpretations that influenced Nancy a lot, which I think is very true because Nancy Wilson is very ironic and very funny and how she interprets a lot of music. You want to know who my reference for her is? Eartha who? Kitt. Yes. I Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Well, this the thing about Nancy, and maybe you can catch this as we listen to some of her music today, but I wrote down, I was like, she has the rasp of Eartha Kitt and kind of the lightness of Lena Horne and the precision of Barbara Streisand and the album count of Shirley Bassey and the ease of Whitney and the longevity of Carol Channing and the interpretation of Bette Midler. You know, she has all these... I just That's think, a diva soup right there. You just made yourself a diva <laughs> crockpot soup. Um, you know what I... So, but, but no, wait, with the, uh, what I love is that with the Eartha Kit is that it's just, yeah, it's just a slight ingredient of it. And what I think is it's it's not just, it's it's a wink. She winks in her in her mm -hmm. readings yes. that you don't expect, the, and the thing is you don't expect the wink to be there. So it like constantly is forcing you to actually engage with it because it's like, whoa, what is, what is she doing to this song? Mm -hmm. Like she keeps, yeah. 
And anyway, so yes, and then I think she then she brings in some other of these, but it's not like a wholesale of this of this person's style. It's like just little references that you pick out that she then makes utterly well, she her coming, own. She was also coming. It's not that she's doing an homage to Eartha, but she was coming of age at the same time. She was becoming mm-hmm. an artist at the same time. And she, she started professionally at 15. She won a talent contest by a local ABC affiliate in Ohio. And they had this local television variety show called Skyline Melodies every other week. And she was the headliner on it as a teenager. Mm. Which I can only imagine if our local affiliate would have had a variety show. We wouldn't have been on it, but we would have watched it every fucking week. Girl, I think I, for some reason, I'm not even sure if I've been to Ohio. I know I've driven through, but I could see myself living there being like the coolest cat of Ohio. <laughs> like, Siri, I don't know why. Ohio. I could, I could live in Ohio, okay, kittens? Like, watch me move to Ohio and rule the world. <laughs> rule the Ohio scene. Yeah? Okay, so she did one year of college, um, but she dropped out, just like our girl Phoebe Snow, our other diva you should know, and she joined Rusty Bryant's Carolyn Club Big Band, which is the most confusing name for a band I've ever heard in my life, and she toured with them from 1956 to 1958, and this is where she said she really learned how to perform and hone her craft, and kind of everyone in the music business knew that there was this Nancy Wilson out in Ohio and that she was, you know, people were starting to talk about this great singer touring around Ohio. But she was always really, really skeptical to fame because she looked at fame and she admired what Lena Horne was doing, but she was afraid of a fate of a woman like Dorothy Dandridge, you know? So she was seeing, she was always very skeptical of fame and she said that she... She wanted to always, if she was going to be a professional singer or be a famous singer, she wanted to always be able to come home to Ohio and be comfortable there herself and make other people around her feel comfortable. That was her goal, which I think is kind of amazing. I love that. Something about that, I guess, is so inspiring to me. Maybe maybe because I'm not really a career career girl myself, Um, but that she, as prolific as she was, in releasing albums and releasing albums into Mm -hmm. the arts mama. Like she kept going, she didn't stop. But at the same time, when we, the interviews that Nick and I've listened to, she has somehow been able to not tie herself worth or importance as a human being on this earth to solely to her career. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, and, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know what's inside of her, but she seems truly at peace with like not being the biggest, like, her goal was seemingly not to be the most important, greatest thing in the room. It was right. important to create good art. Anyways, I just, that yeah, she, um, she was separation was so unique, I think. Yeah. Finally, uh, uh, a musician, a great saxophonist named Cannonball Adderley. Get that name. Get that name. Yes. Kid. Convinces her to move to New York. And he was an early collaborator with her and kind of a mentor of sorts. And he was what I was called a hard bop saxophonist which I love. Oh, shoot. Hard bops. And... Hard bop saxophonist should be my um, scruff name. <laughs> and he played on Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. He was playing with Miles Davis a lot at the time, and they actually did a duet album in 1962 called Nancy Wilson slash Cannonball Adderley. So that's a really exciting title. Um, but they, I love this song, this track that they um, collaborated on called Never Will I Marry. And it actually makes me think of you. Oh, thank you. Never, never will I marry 
Yeah, never, never will I marry and um, silver daggers. I, like, if you want to see me rock out <laughs> about like hanging out with your mom and like never marrying a man. Yeah, that's those are my jams. Okay, so she was. So this is how it all happened. The, how her like fame dropped. She was working at the Blue Morocco nightclub, which was in the Bronx, and she. The what, what was it called? The Blue Morocco. Yeah. And she said that if she was going to move to New York, she was working as a typist during the day, and she was working, singing at the Blue Morocco at night, and she said she would only move to New York if she could be represented by this one manager named John Levy. And John Levy was Cannonball Adderley's manager. So she had this night at the Blue Morocco, and she told John, and she told Cannonball to call John Levy to come to see her. She wanted to be signed by John Levy, and she wanted to work for Capitol Records. And he came and saw her that night at the Blue Morocco and said, okay, tomorrow you're coming with me to record some demos. And within days, she was signed by Capitol Records in 1960 to and recorded, they flew her out to LA to record these demos that they had heard. And John Levy stayed her manager for most of her life. And then I think her second manager after that was John Levy's daughter, which is pretty hot. All in the family. Mm -hmm. Her first single was called Guess Who I Saw Today. And it really sets up for me. (laughs) Um, Well, that's the big question of the whole song. And we're going to play kind of a long clip here because this is an amazing setup. And it's really the best example. Nancy said this was her signature song, but it's the best example of her as a song stylist, a song interpreter, a storyteller, which is what she Narrator, maybe? Narrator mm-hmm. of, a, a, you know, control of the story? An actress, really. Mm. You're so late getting home from the office. Did you miss your train? Were you caught in the rain? No, don't bother to explain Can I fix you a quick martini As a matter of fact I'll have one with you For to tell you the truth I've had quite a day too So it's this kind of housewife waiting for her husband to come home and she lays this little trap for him rhetorically. Guess who I saw today, my dear? I went in town to shop around for something new and thought I'd stop 
and have a bite when I was through. I looked around for some place near, and it occurred to me where I had parked the car. There was a most attractive French cafe and bar. It really wasn't very far. The waiter showed me to a dark, secluded corner, and as my eyes became accustomed to the gloom, I saw two people at the bar who were so in love that even I could spot it clear across the room. I've never been so shocked before. I headed blindly through the door. They didn't see me passing through. Guess who I saw today? Guess who I saw today? Guess who I saw today? I th- what I think it makes her so special and so unique is that it almost she she does that thing that I think is being compared to Frank Sinatra where it seems like they're not actually trying to sing. Mm. Like it's a very almost like it's so easy that it seems like it's almost conversational. It's so easy, but that's the whole mastery of the ability of control. Mhm. Like it actually takes an immense master to come off like that, you know. Like, yes. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. Like Frank Sinatra is just like, oh, you know. And I'm not a Frank Sinatra fan at all. I never listened to him. Talking, you know. It's like, and it's that kind of level level of interpretation that Nancy has too. It's like Mm -hmm. there's something between you never feel like she's singing, and yet she's soaring and so precise in her in her placement and these pitches and the way she can expand the note is so beautiful. And I think she, the great thing is that she has a, um, Shirley Bassey Graham Dane quality to her. Like she just has a certain, uh, gives no fucks, mm-hmm. but she's, but what she, but what she, what, where she differs is she's absolutely, she never, you're not going to find Miss Nancy Wilson being bombastic. No, she about doesn't. anything. She no, never sweats. She's she not going to sweat. There's this ease, this Lena Horne or even Barbara Streisand ease to her. And control. But, I, actually, it, like, she reminds me a lot of Streisand in that way. Yeah, but, but Streisand will still give you that, that encore to the song. She'll still give you the, the power, you know, the power ballad I mean, at the end of something. Say. 
She will, but it's so different. Again, it's just, she's, she's not sweating for it. In fact, every time I think she's about ready to like go Aretha Franklin, she subverts that idea. Mm. Like she mm. takes me back. She kind of takes me back down where I think she's going to go up. She goes mm-hmm. down. And to me that keep that, that makes all, a lot of these interpretations so interesting. Yeah. And she keep, she does she keeps the control she keeps the she keeps that precision that mu- the musicianship of it all she's a, she's a, she's a she's a real vocal musician so anyway this song slaps so hard guess who I saw today saw today was such a hit and it's also amazing to watch like watch it on YouTube kids because it's so it's an amazing acting performance but this uh, song was such a hit that they sent, Capital signed her to eight. Five record deal. They did five records together in the early 60s, and four of them hit the Billboard Top 10, including the two we talked about before, Broadway My Way, Hollywood My Way, Yesterday's <laughs> Love Songs slash Today's Blues, and another album called Today, Tomorrow, Forever. She was she straight up had a cot in the studio. <laughs> and mm-hmm. was like, what's what's next? Bring it. You know, with her, with you know, she she there's a really great obituary in the New York Times for um, Nancy Wilson, and she says that that a lot of what she does is in the visual performance, and I love that so much of her song. She's like, you can't actually capture that on my records. She's like, mm. it's in the way that I move my arms. It's in the way that I hold my posture. Like I'm actually storytelling with all of the stuff I have. And yes. in a way, like, she really perceived herself as, like, a, a, an actual visual artist of these songs, not mm-hmm. just a vocal performer of them. Anyways, that was just a, was I a just thought that... I mean, so... live performing was really, really, really important to her. And we lost... There's... That is just... That seems like something that has not been passed down. I feel mm. like there was a whole generation of people who knew this version of stagecraft, and now a lot of the stuff just... Just because, you know, obviously the music industry is really hard. It's all stadium and gigantic spectacle. And you need to have like 500 different things dancing around you. That's why I always say I wish that Shirley Bassey would take Adele into a rehearsal practice room for like 25 minutes. And just teach her like arms up, Kickball change. Shimmy to the left, shimmy to the right. Like, come on, Adele. Yo, when I was, yo, bro. When I was listening to Nancy Wilson, I was just imagining myself and like, a really ill-fitting um, diamond gown and mm. like sh- shimming my cha-chas back and forth in my kitchen <laughs> like while she sings. I recommend everyone do that while listening to Nancy Wilson. Yes, yes okay. please. So her first huge hit was 1963's Tell Me the Truth um, and kind of a feminist song. Definitely a feminist song just like about a woman who's like tell me what's going like do you love her? Like, because I feel me. like this is gone. Sure Just tell me. Give it to me. Because I can take it. Tell me the truth. Is it over now? Tell me the truth. Do you want her now? Tell me the truth. Do you plan to forget? to know tell me the truth I love you so 
tell me the truth Why should you try to hurt me so And that song was leading up to her night, her very famous 1964 performance at the Coconut Grove. Now, for those of you who don't know the Coconut Grove, the Coconut Grove was the nightclub inside the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles. And the Ambassador Hotel in the 1960s sat back on, from Wilshire Boulevard on 24 acres of hotel grounds and bungalows and garages for cars and it was the host to six Academy Awards ceremonies and the Coconut Grove. Um, Sinatra played it. Barbara did. Judy. Shirley Bassey. Liza Minnelli. The Supremes. Dorothy Dandridge. Vivian Vance. Like, I didn't even know Vivian Vance could sing, but we need to talk about that, Devo, you should know. That's fucking Ethel from I Love Lucy. Um Natalie. She sang out. I did. I think she, didn't they yodel? Didn't her and her and Lucy Look, she yodel? Had a nightclub act. I need to get to the bottom of this fucking nightclub I, act. You know, we're always we're always yodeling about the Real Housewives acts. I feel like there's a whole bunch of fifties um, level stars that were like, okay, like what do we got? I got to make some money. Mm-hmm. Like it's Vegas. Or the Coconut or Grove. Coconut Grove, bitch. I'm going. Well, I, I don't coconut, know why. I love also, the Coconut Grove. I'm going also to the there. Grove. Natalie, Natalie Cole, Liberace, and Nancy fucking Wilson. Okay. So also the Ambassador Hotel. Just to give you a little history, history, folks. On June sixth, nineteen sixty-eight, a young Democratic presidential candidate named Robert F. Kennedy celebrated his win in the South Dakota and California primaries at the Ambassador Hotel. And he spoke to a crowd of supporters and journalists. And after that celebration at midnight, he exited the podium and was ushered out of the hotel through the kitchen hallway. And as he left, 24-year-old Siran Siran shot him uh, four times with a handgun. And Bobby Kennedy died that night at a Los Angeles hospital 26 hours later. When you I love the dots that you connect that you're connecting. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. Because Nancy Wilson was a very major figure in the civil rights movement. She um, marched it at the March in Selma, Alabama, 
and she was awarded by the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change in 1993. And she said that as an artist then, taking such a uh, Mm -hmm. political stand came with professional risks, but it had to be done. And she really... She really did that. And she was a real icon for the movement at the time. Like other people were like Lena Horne and Harry Belafonte. Nancy Wilson was as well, but just made me not remembered as much for it. So then from 1963 to 1971, she scores 11 top 10 hits. She was kind of unstoppable. And she also became a television actor. She got her own variety show on NBC. Which is so radical. When I read that, I was like, "Yes, that's genuinely like a radical thing that I feel, at least for us white gay boys, you know, I mean, we obviously have extreme blind spots. Like, I mm-hmm. never knew that. And I was like, that's next, that, that's really awesome. That's next level. Like... Yeah, for for a black female entertainer in the 1960s to have mm-hmm. her own her own show, it was called the Nancy Wilson Show. It ran for one year, and she won an Emmy yeah. for it. Judy Garland, that I bet it's amazing. I haven't actually yeah. watched. I haven't watched. I haven't seen it either. I would love. I I really want to get it. Um, but she also started guest starring on like I Spy and FBI and Hawaii Five O and Carol Burnett. Oh, and- which I did watch. Which is fat. She's pretty. She's really. Fabulous. Although it, it Carol Burnett tries to sing, um, she, you know, she said, "Come on, children, now shine on your brother." She sings that with Nancy Wilson, and it's a who that's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one coming in the episode that I watched, and I was like, "Oh, Whoa. yeah, Whew, um, choices." But she talks. She talks really interestingly um, on Detroit Black Journal about acting. Where did the acting come in for you? I do it every night on stage. I mean, that's what the singing is. It's, it's the ability to get within, inside the lyric. And that's all that the script is, is a lyric. So that was, I really questioned it and made sure about it. I talked to Frank Silvera about it, and, and he did not suggest acting lessons or anything. He just said, do what you do on stage. Read the lyric, read the script, and go there. I, it didn't sound like it would be quite that simple, but it really was. And she went on to keep acting throughout her career. She was on Cosby and the Parkers. She's in the movie Meteor Man. And she guest starred on a favorite sitcom of mine, Moesha. Oh. <laughs> she worked. I mean, she, I feel like she always made, uh, made, made just enough coin that she, you know, she always kept doing the things that she knew that was going to get, get the checks and live a very comfortable life. Yes. Well, and she just would just put out album, album, album. And, and then, yeah. She would be like, it was like guest appearance on television show, three albums. Mm-hmm. Two more guest appearances, five more albums. Like. Mm-hmm. And her biggest hit comes in 1967 with probably my favorite song of hers ever, Oh How Glad I Am. And it's her biggest hit, and she wins a Grammy for it that year for Best R&B Recording. My love has no beginning, my love has no end. No front or back and my love will bend I'm in the middle Lost in spin Loving you And you don't know, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know How glad I am My love has no bottom, my love has no top. My love won't rise and my love won't drop. I'm in the middle and I can't stop loving you. 
It's so hard. I think that's my favorite Nancy Wilson track, but it's really, really hard. This is like Sophie's Choice for me because there are so many albums and I've been listening listening to Nancy Wilson pretty much nonstop for the past four years. And so picking songs for this episode has been very, very, very difficult for me. Oh, yeah. Did I, did I sleep on this? Um, normally, well, in the past years, we should know, we kind of pick like the five songs like... With Judy Sill, I was like, okay, these are all the six songs. Like, if like, I mean, that was easier. She had two albums, so if you did want to listen to all of her um, music, you could <laughs> listen to her. But, but in general, we we're just like, okay, this is what we kind of want. So if you, you know, if you don't have the time to go all out, here's what you here's what you should know that we're gonna do. And I didn't really look at the playlist that Nick had for me, and <laughs> halfway through, one of a song that he had already put on was repeating itself, and I was like, oh, I'm. It's like somehow shuffled me back to the beginning, and I looked, and I wasn't even halfway through the two-plus hours <laughs> of songs that I guess he was just obsessively like, adding picking. onto the... There's so many great tracks, and so I just want to do another one really so, quick yeah, right away. I, this is a real bop. I'm just going to do it real quick right away, because it's maybe my other favorite, um, which is... It's called Almost In Your Arms, and I just want to play it That moment's here I'm almost in your arms Tonight the mood is right I'm almost in your arms One sigh, one word And I will rush to your embrace Say that certain word Sigh that certain sigh And with all my heart to your arms I'll fly It's stranger how we are changed By things that seem so small A one look can write a book One touch can say it all We've known those nights alone And now we found our way I'm almost in your arms Almost in your arms, almost in your arms, almost in your arms. You're near that moment's here. I'm almost in your arms. Okay, wait, so this one's, this one's like, uh, this one's, I think, it's, uh, so sorry. I think what's so funny is that she really, don't call her a jazz artist. No, she is not into that. And we will go She's into that. She's deeply not into that. Um, but this is a very jazzy track. It is. And this also, like, the elasticity in her voice. Okay. Like, when she just gets onto that word in and the way she she uses this elasticity in her voice to build that anticipation, like, with that saxophone, like, that feeling of being almost there when you're that in love and you're almost near that person. Oh, it's so good. But she really spans... Style. She does not want to be called a jazz artist because she does pop, jazz, R&B, blues, Broadway. Um, and she does also, like, you really wanted to play a Leonard Cohen song. Yes. Well, I mean, I love, I mean, she is adamant. She's kind of like, if you have to put me in a box to make sense of me, put me in the box. I absolutely, nom, 
uh, Nancy uh, Wilson, rest in peace. I absolutely do put you in the jazz box. Like everything you touch, <laughs> she's gonna come for you. To, yeah, I mean, but for me, at least from this untrained eye, everything you touch is jazzy. Not my modus apparatus. Uh, not necessarily my normal fire walk with me, which I've, I'm repeating. I don't know why, um, but. Uh, but so so for me, it, it, she does do jazzy renditions of a lot of standards of a lot of other diva songs, um, and I love it. I'm ap- I'm I'm absolutely here for it. But what I think she, I think what she really wants to express is she's like no, like again, like we said, no. First and foremost, I'm an actor of the I'm I'm an, I'm an, an interpreter and storyteller. Yeah. Like her biggest thing is her 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 telling a story and taking you on a journey. And I love and absolutely respect that. And I love that she. And for me, uh, going down Nick's two-hour journey playlist, I uh, he kind of put a, a you know I don't know in the middle point maybe um, a Leonard Cohen song Susanna, and which has been interpreted a lot, but this this really just had me sit up and listen, and mm-hmm. I really felt that I was it, a, a, a rare experience um, inside of the song. Like, I felt like yeah. it was, like, literally time, time warped inside the space of the song that she was singing. Suzanne takes you down to her place by the river. You can hear the boats go by. You can spend the night beside her. And you know that she's half crazy. And that's why you want to be there And she feeds you tea and oranges That come all the way from China And just when you want to tell her That you have no love to give her She gets you on her wavelength And she lets the river answer that you've always been her lover And you want to travel with her And you want to travel blind And you know that you can trust her For she's touched your perfect body With her mouth when you hear her talk, she talks about how My she considers Jesus her roots to be deep R&B, and she took a lot of inspiration from someone named Little Jimmy Scott, and um, I actually put Little Jimmy Scott on a playlist for Jason recently. You know that On Broadway track? Mm-hmm. Didn't you think that was a woman? Oh, I still do. No, that's Little Jimmy Scott, who's a famous jazz singer who is known for his contralto voice. I still had, do. I read the name, I and I was still like... Yeah, I get it. And she compares herself to little Jimmy Scott a lot. But she she says in this interview... So I had to be either jazz. It couldn't be that I just sing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to categorize people. That but wasn't a move by the record companies, was it? That, no, that you were my record of. company, I was not a jazz singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, jazz purists did not really accept me, although Playboy Jazz Festival, uh, Playboy Magazine, Billboard, um, I was always either one or two on the jazz as opposed to pop 
Grammys, if I was up against, always against Barbara Streisand, mm -hmm. she always won. Right. Um, once I was in rhythm, they put me in rhythm and blues, I win Grammys. Mm -hmm. I don't understand it, nor do I think that any of it is correct. I have always professed to sing songs. I am a storyteller. I'm an interpreter of wonderful lyrics. You may hear it any way you like. If you think that it's jazz, works for me. And so I just thought we would listen to a little bit, because she covers Barbara a lot. She has covers of People, <laughs> Hello Dolly, Somewhere, Don't Rain on My Parade, and I fucking live for her Don't Rain on My Parade. Okay. I listened to that. I obviously know what I had, I got, like, one of my most indelible gay memories, which I think I showed in the Barbara Streisand album, was my dad, like, for the first time questioning a tr uh, tr my childhood choices, which was trying to buy Funny Girl at Circuit City. So I like have lived with this album since I was at least 10. And I was very, I was like, what is this song? What is this song? Like, has she just rewritten lyrics to the music? Like fully rewritten it? I mean, it's like the Mad Libs boozy version. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't even think she says to rain on my parade until like the very yes, she end. she does. It's a but wild no, version. It's a wild intro. It's a whole wild version. Like she, again, one of those times where, like, you know, you're you're supposed to hit that big bell. You know, you're supposed to go there. And she's like, uh, uh, nope. Watch this. If someone takes a spill, it's me and not you. Don't bring around a cloud to rain on my parade. Don't tell me not to live, just sit and potter. Life's candy and the sun's a ball of water. Who told you you're allowed to rain on my parade? I must my band out. I'll beat my drum. And if I'm fanned out, you're Okay, well, maybe I was just drinking my Nancy um, Wilson martinis because that's how I feel like you have to listen. I mean, I wasn't actually doing that, but I feel like she makes me drunk. And so I don't know why I, my first take of listening to that song a couple of days ago was that she rewrote all of the lyrics because on this listen, clearly she didn't. So wrong about that. She does give us a belt at the end. So again, wrong about that. I just think that 
it maybe it's just she makes me re-listen to a song as if I've never heard it before. Yeah. So I think she gives me versions of it that genuinely confuse me. I mean, I genuinely believed girl after my first listen that she mad libbed a lot of it and just <laughs> chopped off the things she didn't want to say in the song. And you're right. She shortens it. She shortens the song to like the just temp- above two the minutes. The tempo is up. The tempo is up. It's like she just takes it from Barbara's bridge tempo and goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What joy. Yeah. What joy. What a great, I mean, again, she, again, she has 70 albums she, like I said, does all the songs in the songbook and mm-hmm. pl- and and some plus and plus, um, and and so to be able to just actually stamp uh, her essence on these songs is something mm-hmm. that is really, 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 really fun because you can obviously go with the real ro- route of singing these kind of traditional things, and man, right. she doesn't. No. Okay, I'm going to keep going through her life. In 1970, she divorces her first husband of 10 years, who was named Kenny Davis. And shortly after that, she remarries a Presbyterian minister named Willie Burton. And she stays married to him until his death. After um, a month. They met, they met and for a month, and then they got married. Mm-hmm. And they were together the rest of her life, most of the rest of her life. But um, in the 70s, she gets real groovy and funky, like a lot of the divas did, like Sarah Vaughn did, like Aretha did. She does this kind of funk hit called Sunshine, which I was going to play, but we can kind of skip it. You can find it on her thing. Um, And then she has this break in the 80s with her recording, with her record producers in the States because she wanted to just to perform live all the time. And they didn't really want that to happen. So she moved to a Japanese label because they did a lot of recording live let her do a lot of live recordings and she recorded live in Japan a lot and um she this all led up to a special television special she did in 1989 for CBS called Nancy Wilson Live so this is okay sorry can I I'm, we're, this is going to be such a long podcast but what I fucking can okay here's a vet Spotify don't please just tell me when the albums are released don't tell me like that they that it was re-released in 2007. That is not helpful for a girl like me. I want my timeline. And I, I want, want my, my timeline. timeline to be synced. And like, yeah. so if, tell me when those live albums come out. To like, please put it in order. Okay, sorry. Go girl. Because because for a diva like Nancy Wilson, which by the way, not many. I don't think we will maybe ever touch a diva as prolific as no. Nancy Wilson. But when you do have that, like, I, I love to see a sequence Mm-hmm. Like and follow along with that sequence. So okay. I know. So that's what we're trying that to do. Done. But so this. So what we're going to play for you now is a live performance from the 1980s. Since we did a cover of a Barber song, this is a song that our diva Bette Midler is really known for. It's not her sole song, yeah. but I really know Bette's version of this really well, and I love Nancy's. I've got nothing but a memory. Sure, 
So okay, so again, um, Jason, this is Jason's um, reevaluation um, uh, podcast, oh, in which I say like, yes, I, I do think a lot. I think it's so. I mean, there's so much stuff. I I literally am tiptoeing into the waters. Like I just started with my Nancy Wilson journey, so like maybe not all formed opinions are correct, or they're not formed. So the opinions maybe have to change. Um, but I do think she keeps like a cool cat on a lot of her records. You know, she she keeps she keep like I said, she she brings the drama and the intensity, but she's not sweating. Like you, you she's making you sweat <laughs> by mm-hmm. by how cool and on top of everything she is. But you know what? We just watched um, Drinking Again. Mm-hmm. One of our divas, uh, one of the uh, one of our favorites that our diva does, bet, and she really does bring. She she rocks down the house. I she mean, murders it. She rocks and she, steady, and that's in like the mid eighties too. So, so she's up, she's up there in years at this point. I do think in her live performance, I think that's uh, that's what I was saying at the big. What I was saying um, just before this was that I do think in the live performances she lets it go and mm-hmm. she like does a full body performance of these songs and a fun vocal performance of them too, like. In the acting performance, she is giving you drunk lady at a bar in that in that YouTube. Also, because she never really is making eyes to the, um, she does the drunk thing of never making. And and, and the thing is, like, Bet plays ju- the drunk, you know, like, ooh. right. But I feel like Nancy Wilson really is playing the not making eye contact with anyone and kind of keeps talking, but looking at the floor monologue um, Mm -hmm. performance of it where it's like, okay, I'm just going to, if I can just get through this, these uh, four minutes of the thing I want to tell you. So I'm not going to have anything interrupted. I'm in my emotions and here Mm -hmm. it goes. I don't know. It's such a great reading of it. And also like that, she did uh, a album with Barry Manilow in the 90s. Shut up. I did not see that on my 101 yes. Greatest Nancy Wilson <laughs> she, album. It's a, it's a, yeah. Johnny, it's a oh. Johnny Mercer tribute album she did with Barry Manilow. Is it just her and Barry doing the Johnny... Oh, so he mm-hmm. he started with her doing these weird tribute albums? Yeah. Barry Manilow is so crazy. <laughs> they did that in the early 90s. Also in the early 90s, she gets her star on the walk of fame. 
And she was a big AIDS activist, too. She was really big into bringing awareness of how the disease affects, uh, affected the black community. And she would just, she was one of those women in the 80s and 90s, late 80s, early 90s, always had the AIDS ribbon on, would always talk about it. She really lowered a lot of stigma. And she was awarded by a lot of um, different AIDS organizations for her activism. So she recorded her 60th album, If I Had It My Way, in 1993. And she gets a real slow groove, classic 90s jazz in this album. Um, And then um, her, and then she had an album called Love Nancy. She did start, like, in this interview that we keep talking about with um, the Detroit Black Journal, she really does talk about how she wanted to go for the gold with this album because she'd never had a gold record before. And she, it's kind of like one of the only times she admits to really, really wanting success. And I imagine after being in the business for so long, you could really want to be recognized like that. And she was really recognized by our other diva in 1992 at the Essence Awards. She was given an Essence Award by Essence Nippy? Magazine. And who presented it to her? But was it Whitney, Whitney fucking Houston. Many labels have been created to describe what singers do and how they do it. They're called jazz vocalists or song stylists or soul singers. But there are rare few who defy such narrow definitions. They are the singers whose names define their unique artistry. Names like Ella, Sarah, Aretha, and of course, Nancy. With Nancy, melody and lyrics are just a framework within which to create. But I love that, that she, her getting put into that pantheon with Aretha and Ella. Yeah, and I don't think it's said enough. I, I mean, again, my white ass doesn't know anything, and um, I'm woefully ignorant. Um, but all I would, I, I, I definitely, I feel like she could have, so, she could have one of those resurgent careers, uh, like you know, posthumous mm-hmm. careers yeah. where like someone gets a hold of this and is like, whoa, blow, you know, I don't know. She could, documentary. We need, we need one of those classic, like a good, good Oscar doc. contender documentaries where then every mm-hmm. single party you go to, cause People this is, Nancy this is obviously cocktail party time, cocktail hour. We play the cocktail hour constantly. Here's how I think it happens. Here's how I would imagine it happening were I to have a cocktail during the co- happy um, during a cocktail hour time is that you're kind of like drinking. It's kind of in the background. You, you're not really engaging. It's pleasant. It's it's up, but it's not it's not invasively up mm-hmm. or like uh, you know distracting. And then you just get to that point where maybe you're sitting alone on the couch, and it just like pierces through you. Mm-hmm. And you're just again that transported thing. You're like, well, I've been listening to this for a while, and then all of a sudden you actually connect to it, where you, where she makes you feel like you're, I don't know, quote unquote, really listening. Mm. Real, like you found the secret of her phrasing because her phrasing is like that Whitney clip. It's it's just a way for her to, yeah, play with her muse and. And almost and improvise with the idea of a song, mm-hmm. and she does it in two minutes. So boom! So often she can just lay these things out in two minutes. 
Um, and then in the, this is her other connection with us. From 1995 to 2005, she hosted NPR's Jazz Profiles, diving deeply into other jazz artists' work. And it was her own little For the Girls podcast that she did on NPR for 10 years. Wow. Which wow. I really need to find because I would love to just listen to that. In 2004, she was awarded uh, the Jazz Master Award by the National Endowment for the Arts. And then in 2005, this iconic legend puts out another album called RSVP, Rare Songs, Very Personal. (laughs) And then in 2007, she puts out another album called Turn to Blue. And she won Grammys for both of them. yeah. Best Jazz Vocal Album, both times. And... There's this track on Turn to Blue that I'm obsessed with called I Don't Remember Ever Growing Up. And it's got the same little calypso beat at the beginning that I love from um, My Shining Hour. And I just love the lyric on this song. I remember many things Like summer skies and fireflies Just simple things like the little symphony you hear each time a robin sings. Yes, I remember many things. It wasn't very long. Peter Pan and I would fly away and go to that very strange enchanted place that only children know. No, it wasn't very long ago. her looking back this is her final album and her looking back on her life and her voice is still so fucking good the other thing is is that I mean she she does some kind of, I mean I, I haven't done so much of the 80s stuff so I think that there's some some influence in there but there's still something about this song about that album that has like a certain um, timelessness to it mm. she doesn't she doesn't I don't know she keeps to to a sound to a kind of a specific Sound that doesn't seem to like kind of include a lot of the '90s excesses, and um, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like, there's still yeah. a big band uh, instrument, kind of as if you're still in the room. Um, is this the time to plug this bitch? Uh, I, the one of the last albums I listened to before we started this was um, 
and Nancy Wilson Christmas. We haven't even talked about her Christmas albums oh. that she was famous for in the 60s. She had some songs from the 60s that she was famous for. And so I played this, and that was the thing that one of the things that really caught my eye was... Um, no, I don't know. Retro is not the word because it didn't. It doesn't sound like she's not trying to do an old school thing. Like it never sounds like she, she's just literally doing the thing that she's absolutely good at, and 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 still kind of creating a sound that fully works for her that she can play in. And y'all, there's some. There is a real fun rendition of "Sweet Little Little Jesus Baby" on there. In a <laughs> real, <laughs> what is "Sweet Little Jesus Baby"? I'm gonna gotta listen to it and um. A really rollicking Angels We Have Heard on High. Um, that's, Ooh, I love uh, Angels We Have Heard on High. That is, that's got, that's got, she's going to surprise you with some boozy turns that I just was like, whoa, I didn't know the Angels We Had Heard on High. I could experience as kind of a thriller where I don't know what's next, <laughs> but I did. And so I don't know. I'm plugging this. We might cut this. Maybe we won't. We keep, we've actually been doing more telling us that we're cutting things in this episode than we normally have. But Kitten Angels, with that, um, if this stuff, if we're all still going through what we're going through right now, I think I'm setting an intention. I think that it could be, um, we could maybe have a little bit of a Christmas in July sensation going on here. And I'm, so like, I'm ready for it. So maybe Nick and I do some kind of, uh, a, a, like a strange Christmas related bop. If, if you all have any suggestions, please send us our way. Anyways, <laughs> there. Setting, you're supposed to set your intention and say it out loud, right, bitch? <laughs> you do that constantly. Thank you. Um, so in 2007, uh, Hollywood celebrated her 70th birthday at the Hollywood Bowl, and it was hosted by Arsenio Hall. And they did Have you been a- to the Hollywood Bowl? Yes, I have. It's I've fab. never seen anything there, but it's fab. Um, and then she kind of retired from performing. Um, but the last performance that I have found of her, I just texted to you. The last 2011? Mm-hmm, the last performance I found of hers was in 2011. And it's in Ohio where she's from at a college. And she sings uh, her famous song, How Glad, Am I, How Glad I Am, 50 Years Later. My love has no beginning, my love has no end. No front of back and my love. Thank you. 
after that. I was really ready for a um, sweet. I mean, when you when we were playing this, I was like going oh and oh. Before I'd watch it, I was expecting some kind of bittersweets. Um, you know, kind of oh. I don't know. You go, girl. Really? Actually, probably pretty condescending. What I was ready for. No, 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 no. It's just as good as anything else. It's yeah. just... She just gets up on stage all and she's just sitting. And I'm, I, I cannot stress the control that is still present in this woman's instrument. Like... Her technique. Just sounds like she's talking. There's no tension anywhere mm-hmm. on yeah. her body. The... Yeah. That's God. I mean, that is God to me. I'm getting, I'm getting the gooseies right now. But that is the goddess that li- that is just an unnatural. And when we say it, like it's like Barbara Streisand, it's like Frank Sinatra. But it's just this like unnatural. It's like Nancy ability Wilson. of breath. Yeah, it's Control. like Nancy Wilson. She's like that apex yeah, of that. She's like that apex of just pure fucking talent. And she can do anything. She can sing any anything. We're such and a she did. Record. She almost did sing everything. We're such a broken record when we say like you got to go to YouTube, but I think like hearing it and maybe that's a, that's a, that is truly the disconnect that she really cues into like hearing it. It's great, but it's a studio recording, you know, like you aren't, mm-hmm. you aren't actually there, but the, the, the studio recordings are nothing compared to what she does in real time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what Dive her runs up and down. Yeah. I'll post I'll post my Nancy Wilson playlist to our uh, Instagram too. It's entitled Nancy Fucking Wilson. <laughs> but but I'm saying come and listen to it. Come and listen long. to it. But I'm saying go to the YouTube because I think you have to see it. I think yeah. hearing it's something, but seeing it and seeing the ease in which she is just like boots bootsing the house down on these songs <laughs> with such ease. Yeah. So she retired from performing shortly after that, and she moved back to live with her family in Pioneer, California, Whoa. Where, she, where she passed away in 2018. She passed. and But what a fucking huge, amazing career. There are so many songs I wish we could have played in this episode and talked about. There's a song called Face It Girl, It's Over. That, that was her the, hit. It was a huge hit. Very, very clever. Very kind of feminist lyric. Um, I'm Always Drunk in San Francisco, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. I'll Never Stop Loving You. Her Wild as the Wind is amazing. And Nancy's uh, versions, and we've said this, but her versions of the songs don't make you forget the original, but they make you imagine a whole new context for it. Oh, they, they did. Like, they How many people have done Long and Winding like, Road, girl? How many uh, people have done that? And then she does it. Shirley again, it's the same it. thing that I feel when I listen to Dorita Bufferino. I was like, what am I listening to? Like, I listened to Long yeah. and Winding Road, and I was like, oh, I like this song. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, shit, no That's idea. It's the Beatles song. No yeah. idea. Like, I was like, no idea. She it's, stomped yeah. her boots down on that one and she just hand, rewrote they, the she like, It's like she takes the play yeah. and, like, gives it to a new character. Like, yeah. moves the lens of the camera to look at someone else. And she just, like, uses music to change the perspective, you know? She uses her voice to change the perspective on the music. And she has definitely changed my heart and brought me so much joy and solace in the last four years, you know? Uh, it was such a dark day that I found her and she her kind of like her tempo and her verve that she sings with gave me and continues to give me courage and I think she looks through the world with kind of suspicious eyes and she holds her power you know and she's a 
just a real a real fucking artist who I continue to just uncover shit with. Yeah, here, get this. It's like the the I think the the u- very unique power that books truly have that so many other mediums don't have is that they pull you they pull you and transport you out. They take mm-hmm. you out of your world and you just get to kind of, you know, do that um classic thing of living in the page. For just a little bit. That's the that if you can sink into that power of a book, it's like that's like that's like the greatest experience. I don't have, I don't really have that with very few things. But she's she she's she's a book. She brings yeah. you to the book and she takes you out and she allows you just to kind of sit um, in her reality. Really gets you deeply into her reality for a little bit. And there and um, it's a great way to to deal. <laughs> It's just yeah, a great way to do Get it. on the Nancy Wilson train because she will take you on a journey. So um, are we good? Because this is so in Nick's great playlist I had to bring to his attention. I think I did. I reference this bitch. I had to bring to his attention that he um, had put not one, not two, but three. <laughs> Here's to that rainy day songs. So at some points, because Versions, the playlist was yeah. a version at some point, I thought I was tripping out and that we had gone back to the beginning, but no, he just kept adding at like every 10 songs, he would throw me for a loop and add that again. And I was like, Oh, I've heard that. I think I'm done. Somehow my Spotify algorithm has gone back to this song and you had no idea, which was also so very fascinating. Like, oh. I guess I like this one. Well, it's, it's because it's a song that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And, um, I think I'm going to put this on our, we've been doing two playlists for this period, this era, this epoch, and I'll put this on the feelings one, but damn, this lyric means a lot to me because here, that rainy day is here. Y'all, we are in the rainy day and we hit it. I, again, like, like all things, when you are obsessed with someone, you kind of know their versions first. And I knew this through Bette Midler singing it with Johnny Carson on his yes. last Me episode. Mm-hmm. And um, so many people have sung it. And so we're going to go out with Nancy's version of it. Um, but we beautiful. hope you all are, we hope you all are um, taking care of yourselves yeah. while you're not in Cobbett Cove, while you're exiled. And um, we hope that you will leave us iconic reviews and smash that download button and share the pod. And what else? I think what else, I think, you know, a big goal of our podcast is to be just a slight um, diversion of what, what, what's already pretty much a hectic life for, every, for everyone. So I guess, like, the thing I could say is, yeah, we're not in Cobbett Cove right now, so maybe give yourself that time. If it's Nancy Wilson, I, we hope that this encourages you to kind of engage with that. But whatever it is that gives yourself that space to just kind of leave leave your reality for a little bit i think that's that's kind of really important i think yeah. we can we, we we've we're obviously spending a lot of time in our reality so find that thing that transports you yeah uh and take care of yourself that rainy day's here um and we love you love and you battle angels thanks for listening battle angels Mwah. bye babies bye bye maybe i should have saved those leftover dreams Funny But here's that rainy day Here's that rainy day 
turn out this way After it brought my 